do have a yeah. production with um, the the Lena, uh, um, the kids from Masifunde, um, which is titled "The Beast." Um, no, not which which one is that? Uh, but is the beast? The one that was the oh, beast, found, yes. Okay, no, no, no. Fountain of Love, which is the third musical that you are doing, you 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 have done with, uh, with so the. the fourth one. No, the fourth one. Oh, so the, the fourth, fourth one. one. Yeah. So some of them have won awards at um, the the National Arts Festival. So looking at this one here, since you are speaking about love, um, Fountain of Love, what is it all about? Uh, that one was just uh, basically a, a merger of of stories that I've heard and that I've seen. And it was about people trying to access this 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 fountain. Yeah, when I trying to to access the fountain, once they access the fountain, they would find true love. But actually, true love is within us all, in everyone. But they thought that fountain would cannot give them true love. So everyone's always seeking for something materialistic in hindsight to get love but it doesn't come from there. Hence, they say that you cannot buy it. So that's what the story, but it revolved around the ordinary people and how they relate to each other. Mm. And also you have written recently, which is a production that we haven't seen all of all us all. Um, it is in the pipeline and we are expecting, hopefully, to see it next year, which is titled The Tyrant. Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> the Tyrant is futuristic. I was, I was thinking in the future, what if Julius Malema becomes president? Will really the white people of South Africa leave this country? And when he gets to becoming president, will he be a dictator? Will he be like Hitler? Will, will the country go into decay and civil war? Will other African countries fight with South Africa because it's taking over their land? So it was a futuristic um, approach in what I'm thinking of. And uh, we will see it hopefully this year at National Arts Festival. So it was futuristic me thinking of the future, and I'm hoping that it's going to grab attention of everyone around the country who's watching it. Awesome stuff. And uh, for those who are interested to, to, to know more about you or maybe to get in touch and follow you on socials, how do we get in touch? Uh, those who want to get in touch with myself. Yes, I mean, like, yes, people who want to follow you or know more about you, how, how can they get Yes, as, yes. Yeah. They can, they can follow me on Facebook. I am Tabiso, just Tabiso's reign on Facebook. And then also on, on, on Instagram, I am the Tabiso's reign Instagram. And that's it. Awesome stuff. Tabiso, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate Thank you very much for the interview. It was very long, but I enjoyed speaking. Uh, Feeling everything that I have in me. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. <laughs> that was Kabiso uh, Zweni, the writer, director, and a theater producer. He is a multifaceted award winner, uh, just uh, you know, engaging us here on uh, his journey in uh, performing arts. It is three minutes past the hour of six on IFM, and uh, here is Maharazin. Palestine will be free.
Rahman Yutenhaik presents a renowned Qari Sheikh Muhammad Asif of the UK.
that is the renowned Qari Sheikh Muhammad Asif of the UK that will be hosted by Masjid Ibadur Rahman Yutanaik on the 1st of March 2024 between Maghrib and Isha'i Salah inshallah. Don't miss out on this amazing pre-Ramadan boost in the company of the Noble Quran in preparation for the month of the Noble Quran. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That is Masjid Ibadur Rahman Yutanaik that will be hosting the renowned Qari Sheikh Muhammad Asif of the UK. Struggling families across the Northern Hemisphere are facing the dread of winter. Winter is the worst time of year for those in need, whether they're refugees in freezing camps or impoverished families unable to afford the fuel they need to keep warm. You can make a difference in their lives and spread warmth and hope. Be their warmth this winter. Sponsor a winter pack today for just 600 rand and help provide winter essentials for struggling families in 15 countries across the globe. Donate online at alimdad.com or call 0861-786-243 for more information. Right, the time has come. For the IFM 88.3 Scooties Family Weekend. Get your tents, camping chairs, sun hats and sunscreens ready for the 16th, 17th and 18th of February. Come join us, the IFM 88.3 family. That is the 16th, 17th, 18th of February Where you can come join the IFM 88.3 family Book your plot and store with Hafiza Ajam At 074-250-7333 Watch studio 041-457-1273 That's 041-457-1273 
is Drive Time. I'll be the voice in your head Telling you to keep going strong You'll remember everything I said When it all seems to go wrong And no matter where I am, where you are, doesn't matter now I'll be there with you, our bond unbreakable You'll always be my baby My unconditional love in your heart I'll be the voice in your head 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 Holding hands, looking up, eyes wide You're with me, everything is alright I'm your hero, don't ever let go Don't worry, honey, I'll be by your side But wait, no, let me go right now Face to face, can't hide, can't see at eye What's behind that mask and that cynical smile Where did it all go wrong to see you cry? Don't you slam that door, I beg you, let me inside You're too old, you'll never know what is really going on Never can understand all the battles I've been in But there's a hope someday, it'll play back in your mind I was always there, always by your side Loving you no matter how you try To push me You'll always be my baby My unconditional love in your heart I'll be the voice in your head 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 I look at you, see my life gone by We're at a loss at the hands of time We may be broken, but souls are chosen To help each other search for the divine It was my gift from God to call you mine Now I realize I can't live your life Be the bow that's firm, let my arrow fly Now when we turn around, calling names out loud Don't you Right. 
Gentlemen, the love and the bond we had was unbreakable, but unfortunately, nothing is unbreakable. And I feel like Mahru Zain here, I mean Zain Pika rather, Mah for that, Zain Pika actually poured out his heart, ex- trying to express the love that he had for this young one here. You raise someone from the beginning, from young until... They are the, at the stage where they have to go. But now, would you be hanging on to them, saying that, uh, you know, don't go, don't go? I know if you are a creative, you might understand that um, you create, when you're creating, let's say, a story, you invest so much in your characters, right? You find that uh, you, de- you develop characters that are so lovable, that are so loving, and you fall in love with them. But because these uh, characters are not aiding or maybe adding up to the story, they might not make sense in the end. Then you have to kill the, those uh, story. I mean, those characters. We call them killing babies, right? So the same thing happens in life. Sometimes we find ourselves so engraved, so embodied into things, and I, I, I just use the word things, right? Once we fall in love with things, you find that. The bond that we have to let it go becomes quite a problem. It becomes a problematic for you to say goodbye to whatever you have been building from, you know, roots, from the ground, all the way up there. It is the most hectic time. And I always say this, that um, this time around, for instance, it is the time when a parent has to see their child their loving child, um, leave the house, go start life somewhere else after all the parent has put into the child. So this is like a summary of, um, you know, my journey on IFM Drive Time from 2015, not, not Drive Time rather, but from uh, on IFM. From 2015, I started with uh, African Perspective and then it was a weekly show on Saturdays, 12 o'clock, up until one o'clock where we were looking into african current affairs african history and all those kind of things and neighbor salam too at that time was the one who put me on uh, i think how i got to, into ifm i was listening to the radio in one of the ramadan and i had someone you know reading some things and uh, you know presenting whatsoever but the entire program the entire presentation it was sort of reading i can't remember who it was then i said i am studying theater currently and with what i've gathered so far with also 
um, radio being one of my um, one of my modules at the school at the campus at that time at the college i was like i think i can also contribute to ifm at 8.3 i wrote an email to i, I googled ifm i found the website i found the email addresses and i sent my email i think it was in uh, may if i'm not mistaken 2015 may and i sent the email and the person who received the email was um, brother shukri ibrahims and he responded you can come through any day on if on out to ifm but uh, please get in touch with this person here and the person happened to be um a salam to who was with ifm at that time he has served also on the board of ifm it was a lovely you know environment lovely encounter and he asked me okay so what can you do i'm like anything all i want is to learn all i want is to contribute all i want to, is to build something then he asked me okay so can you do something about africa what do you know about africa i said i can do research i can bring history of africa i can do um current affairs in africa profiling you know leaders in africa whatsoever I can do all of that. That was something that I had in me, you know, the passion so that I can give something because I just wanted to be on radio. I remember at the very same time, I went to um, Agoa FM, I went to uh, Bay FM, I went to PEFM, I went to Kingfisher, and the two radio stations actually uh, did accept me. But for me, I felt like because I am a Muslim, um, I need to go into where the environment suits me better, you know? then IFM was one of it. I came through, Mr. Ngaiba was like, okay, so um, when are you going to start? It was on Wednesday. I say, uh, he said, can you start tomorrow? I said, um, no, tomorrow is too soon. Can you give me three days? So from Wednesday, looking at three days, and that was only Saturday. So Saturday, what time? We managed time, and um, I was like, okay, that's a good, good time. Saturdays, um, that, was, that time it was from 10, from 11 to 12, yes. But we had to move the show later on um, to 12 up until 1. And from that time on, I was with uh, Zimasa at that time who was a receptionist and she was handling, uh, handling some of the matters there. And I moved and walked, you know, by foot, long distances so that I can prepare and do the show on IFM. It was quite a beautiful journey, you know, for me, excitement and being on air for the first time, fumbling here and there, over pre underprepared. The next time I come, it was overprepared. It was quite uh, interesting, right? But it was a learning curve. And uh, there were people I encountered at that time also um, looking at um, Ihsan Ibrahims, who was doing the morning and afternoon drive. And uh, also looking at uh, um, Adil, Hafiz Adil, who was there at that time, you know, giving us the guide. Ismail Noki was there also like, hey, man, here's a studio. That's all I can give you. And I'll be here if you need anything. And at some point, you know, funny things happen. Um, uh, Ismail Noki would walk out of the uh, technical booth there and I'm all alone in a studio. And I want to go for a break, but I cannot because there's no technician on that side. And I had to keep going, you know. You had to keep going. You had to keep on talking. And uh, that was a moment when I learned that um, when you are behind the microphone, anything can happen. Your guest can drop you. And all you have to do, keep the show going. Keep the program moving. And that's all that matters. And prepare for the day. Prepare for the worst. 
it was a beautiful encounter. It was a beautiful experience. And I do remember that uh, many other people came through. Um, we built uh, beautiful relationships with many people. And uh, other presenters, Aunt Nana, Aunt Aneka, Aunt Zuleika coming through. Stavan Vogel, uh, when he was doing his uh, Stavan Vogel breakfast uh, on the weekends. And um, fast forward in 2020, when Ehsan Ibrahim said, Amen, it was two months before he resigned. He said, brother... I want to move away from this baby here. Uh, and I think you can handle it, you know. So can you do the morning show? I was like, hey, I stay in Utnek. It's too far for me uh, to wake up early in the morning and to make it there. And he asked me, can you do brunch? I was like, ah, it's a hectic moment also for me um, to do brunch because of um, other things that I do, theater and all the stuff. But then um, he said, okay, it's fine. What about drive time? And uh, I did the drive time. 2020, I came on board during drive time. Three months later... I went to Nairobi, Kenya, and um, I stayed there for three months, uh, came back, continued with the drive time afterwards. It has been an incredible journey. And looking at the network that I've built, and for me coming to IFM, it was just to give my all. It was um, to learn. It was to make connections so that it can take me to the greater heights, to other places where I can say that uh, I am experienced in this uh, space, in this industry. And when people speak speaks about uh, radio uh, interviews, when one wants to have radio interviews in Nessa Mandela Bay or wherever, you'll find that it is easier for them to refer to me. And when they speak or ask someone, who can I talk to, you find that my name pops up all the time. You know, someone takes me, you know, someone told me about, uh, you know, radio and everything else. I want to learn how to present. I want to be on radio. I want the interview for ABCD. So I feel like uh, that has been a greatest, um, you know, milestone for me um, to build such kind of uh, repertoire and experience. And I can only say that that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the team that I work with on IFM, looking at the technicians that who have been giving support, um, colleagues who have been giving support, and it has been nothing but love. And looking at where I, how I started drive time to where I have I have reached so far, uh, I had to keep on learning on each on each day, adding in different uh, things on the program because it takes almost three years for one to say that uh, this program is moving into, into the right directions and also to say that this program actually has the audience and all the stuff. Three years. So it's not easy, you know, to be in these spaces. Creating content is not easy, but um, it is love at the end of the day. And that's why we give our all because we have love for what we are doing. And all the presenter, presenters that you see and hear on a daily basis who have been there since the inception of IFM up until now. They are there. You hear them. Speaking about stars, speaking about uh, Aunt Zulekas, speaking about um, Aunt Anikas, speaking about uh, Aunt, uh, like so many of them. I mean, um, the, the names right now are running away from me. And Aunt Nanas, yeah, they have been here. It's because of love, right? So for me, I want everyone else who is here to do you know, the due diligence, to, to give your all. And forget about the negativities that happens in your life on a daily basis. Forget about the politics and focus on what you are on air about. And with that, I want to say that uh, shukran so much for giving uh, the support that you have been giving to me on the station. And uh, I want to say shukran to my colleagues 
for the love and support that you have been giving. Yeah, Hamid Hesi, you have been there. And it's all about love. And I think it comes a time when one has to say, uh, enough is enough. We gotta go and explore other avenues and we have to go and um, grow further and contribute in other spaces. So today actually was uh, the day that I felt like uh, I should just say goodbye to everything that we have been building here together. And um, we are going to be meeting each other in other spaces. There will be other radio stations that you might be hearing me speaking to, speaking on, or maybe other platforms that you might be uh, hearing me or seeing me. It's uh, going to be a lovely journey ahead. And um, like I said, I won't be speaking about the politics behind um, the industries and stuff like that. All I can say is that everything happens for a reason. And what, when we do things like that, it's all about love for the institution itself. Yes. So, yes, I mean, I can go on and on and speak about, you know, what not. But um, what I wanted to say is that um, today is the day I have to say um, shukran. You have been there for me. We have been there for you or I have been there for you. And we are going to be meeting each other in other places anytime soon. Inshallah. With that, I bid you farewell. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, next up, we are going to be having... Uh, Dr. Omar Suleiman, and we are looking at, uh, we know that voluntary fasting is uh, greatly rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but how many of us can name additional rewards and the benefits that come with it? Dr. Omar Suleiman describes 15 rewards that are mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah on the benefits of uh, the uh, fasting. So we are going to be looking into that on our evening reflection. But otherwise, have a great weekend in Allah's speed. Hope someday it'll play back in your mind I was always there, always by your side Loving you no matter how you try To push me away voice in your head Telling you to keep going strong You remember everything I said When it all seems to go wrong And no matter
Time for Tech Talk with uh, my brother in the studio, my brother from another mother, Naim Chunara. Let me officially welcome you once again to the show. How do you get to pirate the software? <laughs> okay, uh, give me a step-by-step guide on how to do it. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. But Naim, show me how. <laughs> I, I just want to know how not to do it. Yeah. How, how, how do people do it? Actually? So basically... For the sake of the show, I'll explain, right? Mm. So basically what happens is... The only show that gets you going. This is Drive Time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. I hope you all are well. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. So I know that we are all getting into the habit of fasting ta'ala after Ramadan. And subhanAllah, there are two times in which you can really make this habit a part of your life. It is right after Ramadan and it is in the winter. After Ramadan, obviously, because your body is used to it and inshallah ta'ala, you're trying to get the reward of fasting some days of shawwal in the winter because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it that the days are short and the nights are long. And that's why the companions used to call the winter the spoils of the believers because 
you have easy fasting, easy qiyam bidnillahi ta'ala, and the reward is just the same, inshallah ta'ala. So these are two timings in which a person can really pick up this habit, and I wanted to capitalize on this particular timing, bidnillahi ta'ala. And I wanted to compile uh, 15 benefits, 15 rewards for nafil siyam, for voluntary fasting. And inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to try to run through these in a way that hopefully you all can benefit from ta'ala, and we'll encourage you to really keep on going inshallah ta'ala. So number one is that it's sunnah uh, and that should be enough. It is the way of our beloved Prophet wasallam, and the way of the righteous that came before us. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Fasting has been prescribed upon you the way it was prescribed on those who came before you so that you may gain God consciousness, piety, taqwa. And the beauty of that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it fard on the ummah, made it mandatory for the ummah, just as he made it fard, mandatory for the ummahs that came before, so that you could have this bare minimum of piety. But as the ulama say, the mark of the righteousness of the, of the prophets that came before, the prophets of those nations, and the best of those nations was their siyam and their qiyam, their fasting and their prayer. And so you want to go to the next level and not just be amongst those who have taqwa, but those who have ihsan, those who have excellence. And the Prophet ﷺ described to us Dawood and of the marks of his righteousness. The Prophet ﷺ said that the best fasting is the fasting of Dawood He used to fast one day and then break his fast the next day. So he used to fast alternate days. And our beloved Messenger ﷺ used to fast Mondays and Thursdays. And he used to fast the middle three days of the month that are known as Ayyam al-Bil, the white days, because the moon is fullest on the 13th, 14th, and 15th of every lunar month. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, Awsani Khaliri sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi thalaf, that my beloved one advised me with three things, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Bisliyami thalathati ayyamin min kulli shahr. To fast three days of every month, duha, and to pray the two rak'ahs of duha, and for me to pray witr before I sleep. So the Prophet used to advise the companions to increase their fasting. Some of the companions, like Abu Talha radiallahu anhu, would fast every day, even except for the two Eids, and that is the exception. Otherwise, the Prophet said, the best fasting is up to the fasting of Dawood alayhi salam of fasting alternate days. And subhanAllah, I've actually met people in my own life that practice, practice this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to aspire the way that these amazing people aspire. So that's the first benefit, the first reward. It's sunnah. You're following the way of the Prophet sallam, and you're following the way of the prophets and the most righteous of the nations that came before you, all of whom had some level of prescribed fasting. Number two, your day starts with Allah and the angels sending their prayers upon you. And subhanAllah, this is a beautiful uh, narration because it's before you even start your fasting. The Prophet said, That verily Allah and His angels pray upon those who eat suhoor, 
those people of suhoor. So imagine, subhanAllah, you're starting your day and before you've even started your fast, Allah and the angels are sending prayers upon you as you are eating to prepare yourself for the day of fasting. So your day starts off with Allah and the angels praying upon you. That's number two. Number three, your day ends with an accepted dua. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that of the categories of people that have their dua answered, he said, the fasting person until they break their fast. And in one narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, That verily the fasting person at the time of breaking their fast has a dua that will not be rejected. And there's so much beauty in this narration, subhanAllah. Of them is that, you know, usually when you look at the times in which dua is answered, it has to do with things that are completely out of your control. Like the rain, for example. You can't control when it rains, but it's a time in which the rahmah, the mercy of Allah is descending. And so the Prophet ﷺ advised us to make dua at that time. Travel is somewhat in your control, but it's not something that you do for the sake of it. Fasting is a condition that you choose when you want to choose. And at that time, your dua is answered. And particularly the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, at the end of the day, when you are most tired, when you are most broken, when you're most vulnerable, and you've made that greatest sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your day ends with an accepted dua. So it starts with Allah and the angels praying upon you, and then it ends with you praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with an accepted prayer. Number four, even your breath is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we want to be in a state in which everything that we do and that we say is rida, is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the breath of the fasting person is described as being pleasing to Allah, that's without dhikr even, without the remembrance of Allah. What then of the one who beautifies their breath with dhikr? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam بِيَدِي he said, وسلم, I swear by the one in whose hand is my soul, the smell that comes from the mouth of a fasting person is more pleasant in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment than the scent of musk. So if your breath is pleasing to Allah, what about the rest of you? SubhanAllah. Number five, you meet Allah with a lifetime of fasting, a lifetime of pleasing him. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned to us famously, obviously, that whoever fasts Ramadan and then follows it with six days of shawal, it's as if they fasted the entire year. And he gave us the logic وسلم, that you know, fasting one month is like 10 months because the minimum of a good deed is times 10. And so adding six days to that is like fasting two months and a person will have two months with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So two plus 10 gives them an entire year. So in another narration, the Prophet said, whoever fasts three days of the month, it's as if they have fasted an entire lifetime. The logic of that that the scholars mention here is that this is any three days, any three days. So you could choose to fast the three days in the middle of the month, and that's the best. Or you could choose to fast Monday and Thursday, and that is blessed and beautiful. Or you could choose to fast any three days of the month, and that is something, inshallah ta'ala, that will yield you incredible rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you meet Allah as if you fasted your entire life.